1: Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC, I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio by Craig and Shaka. Ian and Jan will be joining us in a moment, but I'm not sure if you've heard But Arsenal sit atop of the Premier League table, and we haven't had a chance really to talk to Jan or Ian uh, about Arsenal over the last few days, let's do that right now. Jan, what would you like to say about the league leaders?
2: I will talk about Norwegians, as I always do, I think that it's amazing. I think it's amazing to see Arsenal. I think it's amazing to see Martin Erdegor, how he has developed after he was the wonder kid going to Real Madrid when he was sixteen. But in general the balance in the in the, um, the Arsenal team would with Shaka with, Xhaka, with, with uh, everybody, Saka, everybody around them. It's it's unbelievable. And everybody screaming for number nine and Inketia doing two goals mm. for them. So you, you just get a feeling now that, that that Arsenal could go all the way. I mean I've got an Arsenal son uh who is, who is desperate for them. But he is also, like everybody else, I think, when when will the bubble burst? He's so so afraid and nervous. But when you see them now, I saw Manchester City twice live this week. And when you see the intensity of Arsenal, you, you just get a feeling that at the moment that, uh, that the speed, the energy, the enthusiasm around the, the, the game is better at Arsenal than Manchester City at the moment. Yeah, and what does Odegaard say about Arteta? Oh, he loves him, obviously. Uh, and I try. I tried this week to, to tell the story about when Pep Guardiola was at Bayern Munich. He came over to me. Uh, the, the boy was then 16, and uh, everybody wanted him. And he came over. To, he pointed the finger at me and said, "Get me, get him to Bayern, get him to Bayern." I will do it. The, I will make him the best player in the world. And I was standing there. I was a team manager for Norway at the moment. And I said, "Well, the problem is, Guardiola, you will leave Bayern." And then he said, oh, "Okay." And then he went away. So I think that when 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 Arterta worked with Guardiola, he kind of could give, give uh, him the best references on Martin Odegaard, which is now a paradox that he is then a captain to maybe take the title away from Manchester City.
1: Uh, Ian, it is interesting, isn't it? Because as, as Jan says, Arsenal supporters and those who follow the game are waiting for the bubble to burst. But every question that is asked of this Arsenal side, they answer it unimpressively.
3: Yeah, and now the bookmakers have got them as the odds-on favourite, which- <laughs> didn't have I think the feeling was that Manchester City would catch them that they they tie up in the second half of the season well they're not showing any signs of stopping it reminds me a little bit of that season where Leicester City were out in front and everybody said oh, well it's a bit of a freak it won't yeah, happen but... they won't... I remember they went to Manchester City that year beat them 3-1 and everybody said you know what they can win the title. And I think that feeling is growing about Arsenal now after their wins against Tottenham and now Manchester United. And the way that Eddie Nketiah has just stepped into the breach uh, left by Gabriel Jesus' injury to the point now where everybody's wondering, well, will Jesus get back in the team whenever he's fit again? Because Nketiah looks like he might even be the heir apparent to Harry Kane for England. That's probably going a bit far at this stage. But the kid is obviously a natural goal scorer. I don't. I don't
4: think
1: people. I mean, who's waiting for the bubble to burst? No, I I'm. Um, what well, my
3: point? I'm quite intrigued by
1: that. I don't think people are waiting for the bubble to burst. Well,
4: it's almost like people are waiting for Arsenal to lose a game, and people go, "Ah, eh, told you, they're going to no. fall away now." I, I, I don't see it. I mean, if you, maybe if you haven't watched Arsenal and you've seen the results and gone, oh, and you're basing it on previous years, you go, "Ah, they'll they'll fall away." But if you're watching them. Somebody tell me where what part of the team is going to all of a sudden fall apart? And Kety has come in, he's, and we talked about this the other day. I think they've actually looked even better with him in the side. He actually spends a, he actually spends a lot of time in the box. and That's why he's getting himself goals. The two white boys, they're not going away. And obviously injuries are a different thing. But then they've beefed up the squad with Trossard, and they've got another uh, one or two signings. They've got a squad. Midfield's brilliant, the back two have played, the back four have played together pretty much all seasons, Inchenkos had a little problem here and there, and the goalie's been fantastic, so... I mean, if, you, if anybody's bubble's going to bust this year, I, I think it might be Man
2: City's. Right. But, but I think it's, an, I it's really, a, it's a yeah. difference. I think it's a difference, Craig. I'm not saying that we, when we see Arsenal, neutral people. I think it's the Arsenal fans because you have to burn up the the belief that it's possible again that Arsenal can win that. I think when, as you're saying, when we watch Arsenal, is th- th- why should they burst? I mean, they, they look so solid. So yes, I'm with Ian that it could be a surprise. But I don't think you can compare them with Leicester because Leicester were much, much more a challenger and an outsider. Arsenal, they are playing fantastic football at the moment. And when you compare them with Manchester City and when you compare Arteta with Pep Guardiola, you can say at the moment that maybe Arteta playing a better Pep play than Pep is doing at the moment.
4: Uh, I mean, Leicester was a phenomenon, but it showed you how much of a, a phenomenon it was when Ranieri got sacked in next year.
5: Mm.
4: <laughs> so it, 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 was, it, it was an unbelievable high... And then an unbelievable low because they couldn't sustain that. There's no sign. Well, even if Arsenal finish second, if that happens, it happens, right? It, it's, it's not, everything's not over this year if they don't get it done. This side are not going away. This manager's not going away. These are pretty much a lot. Most of them are young players. So it's not like if there's any disappointments this year for Arsenal, it's not like they're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. This team are here to stay. That's for sure.
1: Uh, Let's stay in North London but head to Spurs. We discussed this yesterday and I just want to get your view on it, Jan, as a striker. Harry Kane, of course, going to break Spurs' record. Quite possibly going to break the all-time Premier League goal-scoring record. Does any of that matter if he doesn't win a trophy and should he leave Spurs to try and achieve that?
2: This is a very interesting discussion. I tried to start that on Twitter and people were having so a big big go at me because I said there are a lot of players for the big clubs by Manchester United and Liverpool, who have won the league three or four times and we have no clue who they are. So if that should end up, that Harry Kane doesn't win a title and he still breaks all goal scoring records, I think that is a fantastic legacy as well. Do I think that Harry Kane would like to win a title? Of course, that Audi Cup that he got, that is not enough for him. Uh, so I, we, you can see him going on the move. Uh, move. Bayern Munich, for, 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 for different reasons, think they have a chance. I can't see him going abroad I can see him try to stay in England to to try to 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 like
1: Manchester United Jan just put yourself in his shoes 18 months to go how hard do you try and force a move away from Spurs to go to United who are more likely whether Spurs fans like it or not to win a trophy
2: Yeah, that's a difficult one because now it is interesting. This contra Kane, they're kind of protecting each other. If you stay and while I stay, and I love you, you love me. But I think that is tempting. But I think that the most tempting thing at the time was to go to Manchester City that summer when everybody thought he would go there, and it didn't happen. There is no guarantee, and no disrespect to Manchester United. There is no guarantee that he will win a title with Manchester United. What would you do, Jan? I would try now at the end of my career, but I would like, I would stay in England. I would absolutely stay in England because he can make, uh, he can break all kind of records there. But uh, of course, he will try to get to a place where he can win a title. And mm. I, well, But he could put it up with being a club legend uh, at Tottenham Hotspurs and, and, like we're saying, breaking the records. But I think that you will try at the end of your career to get at least one title.
4: What would you do? Uh, leave. Leave. I mean, I don't think he's going to throw a tantrum to try and get a move uh, because it was a kind of half-hearted effort a year or two ago when the Man City thing was m- muted. But uh, records are there. I mean, I-, I get it. A record's a record. We just talked about Newcastle today and what it meant to those players, those fans, that club to be back at Wembley. That's what you play for as a player. You play for those moments to walk out at Wembley or play in a Champions League final or win it or play in the final game of the season to get over the line. That's what you play for. You don't play to be also-rands and break records. And I, I get it. If you're wearing the Tottenham blinkers, you can't see it. Maybe you can. And I get it. He might be a nice guy, right? But at the end of the day, he's one of the most talented front men on the planet, right? He is. And... If I was him, in this summer, I would be looking to go somewhere where there's no guarantee, because there never is, but there is a much better chance of him having success away from records with, other, with another club, be it Man United, be it Bayern Munich, be it Chelsea, who are looking for, all these people are looking for front men. If it was me, Shaq,
6: I would want to have that opportunity. I, I, I'm, I'm 100% with you. Listen, for me, and I understand, individual records... Do matter but they're the icing on the cake those goal scoring records those club records are the icing for the cake we play this game to win silverware right and the the records the individual records that come with it are the niceties that you put on top of it but without that silverware i i just feel that even if you break records it still has a kind of hollow feel to it you can take look some of these
4: records are great you know harry kane jimmy greaves fantastic player in his day and all these other records but guess what records are there to be broken and you can take them away you can't take away the memories and the success of winning an fa cup or a league or a champions you can't take that away you've won it that's it and it's done you can break a goal scoring record now but in 10 years time somebody might come along and break that record it, but it, that's not why we play the game, Jan. No, I,
3: I just want no, no, no,
1: no, no, to like, yeah, yeah, no, get Ian
2: involved. Yeah, Ian?
3: Yeah. 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 well, I, I think it will gnaw away increasingly at Harry Kane if he doesn't pick up a trophy. I mean, everybody talks about Alan Shearer not going to Manchester United when they were ruling the roost, not winning all the titles he could have won there. But he did win one title, didn't he? At Blackburn Rovers, and then he chose Newcastle over Manchester United chose to go to his his home city and become a legend there. Nobody's ever forgotten Alan Shearer, um, you know, 260 Premier League goals. Nobody's ever going to forget Harry Kane either. He's going to retire as England's record goalscorer and Tottenham Hotspur's record goalscorer as well as a phenomenal player. But yeah, I think there will come a point and it might be quite soon where he does want to go to a trophy winning club because Spurs aren't. Unfortunately for them, a trophy winning club, and who knows how long Antonio Conte is going to stay there now.
2: Go on, yeah. Uh, you know, I think Alan Shearer is a good example. I think that there could be different reasons to do different things. He would knew that when if he know, knew that he would go to Manchester United, he would get a load of titles but his dream was to be number nine for his Newcastle United I think that the guarantee and, and, and as Ian say I, I won it for Blackburn at that time a great Blackburn team that season or that couple of three seasons but so so for Kane, I think that Bayern Munich see that that is their chance they can get him he can make a three-year deal there he will end up with winning the Bundesliga three times probably the uh, cup a couple of times maybe the Champions League so I think that is the the big chance for him. Uh, England, the only guarantee in England would have been Manchester City. We have to be honest about that.
4: You just, you just want this to go away, don't you? Because yep. Alan Shearer keeps popping up. It, it does. And after yesterday's
1: show where Stevie yes. was the most excited yeah. I've yes. ever seen him. and Ian, yesterday I forgot that Alan Shearer won the Premier League. But, but, mm. but just,
6: just just address something again about Alan Shearer, and while Yann is, <laughs> is, is saying He's loving that this, Alan on, Shearer is, is, a, is, is a good parallel, it's a good parallel in hindsight. Alan Shearer joined a Newcastle team that just finished second. A, a team that should have won. So it's very different from the decision that Harry Kane is having to make right now with a Spurs team that doesn't look like it's going to win a title.
2: The decision they were in the Champions League final. For, for, for they, they were in the Champions League final. They were in the Champions League. So isn't the parallel is not that bad, uh, Shaka?
6: Right now, nobody sees Spurs winning anything, and I'm talk, we're talking about Harry Kane leaving Spurs right now. When Alan Shearer joined Newcastle United, Newcastle just finished second. They finished second again that season in 96-97. And and so what I'm saying is it's a good parallel in hindsight. But if you look at it from Harry Kane's decision now and what Alan Shearer was deliberating when he had to choose between Newcastle and Manchester United, it's, it's very different.
2: Yeah, but my my point on Alan Shearer was that it's an individual thing also for the players because Mm. Alan Shearer would have probably gone to Newcastle even when they were seventh in the league because that was his dream to go back there, get the number nine in Newcastle like his heroes from the Supermax to all the other stars they've had. So I'm just saying that 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 could be individual. But Harry Kane showed when Manchester City were after him that he would have left Tottenham. I think that is was for all, all to see there. So that is not that... He has said that before, I, I, I guess he knows, and I, I'm not sure if, if we ask, Chuck, I don't know if you ask al if he's very, very honest, he would love to have a five, six league titles for Manchester United, if he regrets it, I don't, I don't know, I've never asked him.
4: It's interesting what Augie was saying yesterday, that actually, the last time sort of Tottenham and Daniel Levy were playing all the cards and all the aces with the fee, and with the fact that when it gets to this summer, he's then got 12 months left, yes. OK, the age is going to be a little bit of a problem. Uh, he'll be in his 30s. But he'll be on a free transfer. If he... Harry Kane... The, the, the tables have almost turned because if he pushes yeah. it in the summer, yeah. that fee has come down a lot. It has to. He's not going to get $130 million for him with a year left. So it's going to be interesting to see how Kane plays his cards. But certainly Tottenham are not in the position of strength unless they want to lose him on a free and, uh, in 18 months' time. They're not in the position of strength this summer as they were two or three summers ago. Uh,
1: moving on from Harry Kane, this is a subject that Craig insisted that we spoke about today, Jan. Uh, this is the story that's coming out about Jorge Mendes and Cristiano Ronaldo splitting up. And the reason behind it, of course, this has been his super agent Since he was at Manchester United, the reason being that he said, get me to Chelsea or Bayern or you're out.
2: Yeah, I don't believe spin, that is first of all uh, that could be the other way around, it could be Jorge Mendes seeing that the thing that he did in that interview what he did at Manchester United he doesn't want to do anything to do with Cristiano Ronaldo so this is all kind of spin but but, but like you said this seems like the match in heaven he's uh, godfather to, to one or two of his ch- children uh, and so on it's just sad when, when people come to the end of their career and they, they don't realise it themselves and, and when the rats are leaving leaving the ships or the, sh- uh, the, the the rats gone the other way. I'm not sure about this because the, this is so much spinning. And now it's all about who who told who. And uh, Jose, Jose Mendes will probably not sit there as a greatest agent on the earth saying that was a great idea to be so enemy with Manchester United. It was so good of you to go to Piers Morgan. It was so good of you to go to Saudi Arabia. So I'm not sure about this spin, Dan. Um,
1: that's it. Uh, let's talk about the FA Cup then, shall we? Just a reminder, we're at the fourth round stage of the competition. No doubt about what well, the biggest game is. Manchester City against Arsenal on Friday. That game live and exclusive on ESPN+. Saturday sees Ronaldo's old team, Manchester United, action against Reading Spurs. Meanwhile, away against Preston. And on Sunday, Brighton against Liverpool. And Monday sees Derby County take on West Ham. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's E L E C T R I C ebikes.com.
1: Bayern Munich are still in search of their first win in 2023 as they can only manage a 1 1 draw against Cologne on Tuesday. It'd be Cologne who would open the scoring early on in this clash, and in the end, it was a Kimmich blaster from 35 yards out that would give Bayern a point. This is what Julian Nagelsmann had to say after the draw.
6: Uh, Agelsmann, thanks for joining us. Good to have Joshua Kimmich in one's team with such an amazing shot, isn't it?
7: (laughs) It's an amazing shot, but uh, at the end it's only one point and that's uh, not enough for us.
6: Yes, If we consider the situation from the beginning after three minutes, a set-piece situation from the opponents, the sixth goal after set-piece situation uh, against Bayern, how do you explain this?
7: It was a good set-piece, first of all, but uh, how we get the set-piece, that's the problem. Not a situation where we have to get one, and then it's not that easy to defend on the second post. It's always difficult if there's a deflection on the first post, and uh, sometimes you're not that quick enough on the second post to defend the situation. But at the end, as uh, as I mentioned, uh, I think uh, how we get the set-piece, that's the problem, because we're behind of the opponent. We can stay a bit more calm and uh, just recognize the situation, wait for the better situation for the duel, and then we did not get the set-piece in such a situation.
1: So what does that mean? Well, it means that Bayern, four points clear now of Leipzig after the victory for Leipzig, Eintracht Frankfurt, Union Berlin, Freiburg, all with a chance to close the gap as well. They're in action on Wednesday. Uh, for more on this, let's welcome in, shall we? Uh, Jan
2: Arger-Fjortov joins us. Jan, what's wrong with Bayern? Well, they haven't won a game this year. They haven't won a a game since before the World Cup, if we put it that way. But I think they still do enough. I mean, that that draw in Leipzig against maybe the main challenger this season, Marco Rosso has, wow, got them going and a winning 6-1 now in Schalke today and they are flying Leipzig but Bayern took a point there I mean I think that the problem with Bayern at the moment is their own expectation I always said that the only team that can beat Bayern is Bayern itself and there is there is going on. There's a lot of things going on at the moment. This game, it, the first half, they weren't good at all. In the second half, mm. you see, slowly, slowly they came into the game, although they didn't create a lot of chances. And then they needed uh, a, a fantastic goal that Joshua Kimmich uh, did there uh, at the end, and then they took a point. But it was a point lost. Last time they lost a point, we thought next day, Freiburg, who was second in the Bundesliga, wow, they will have a big chance now playing in <laughs> Wolfsburg. They lost 6-0. So, I mean, that is... Uh, uh, sorry, that... And a game, typical uh, the Bundesliga, typical Bayer. Uh, you alluded to the
1: fact there's a lot of stuff going on at Bayern, Jan. Yeah? Let's address one of those subjects now. They sat their goalkeeping coach. Why is this a big deal?
2: Because, uh, and uh this is a soap opera and it's a soap opera with uh, with keepers. Uh, first of all, after the World Cup, Manuel Neuer as we know, went for a ski trip, which went into maybe take off the whole of his career. So people are now thinking, could he be finished? Uh, and then they were looking for a goalkeeper. They got Jan Sommer from, from Gladbach, who is a great goalkeeper, 34, but still a good shoot-stopper. They gave him a two and a half years deal, meaning that they're not 100% sure if Neuer come back by an either. So then Neubel, who is on the Bayern's book, he's playing in Monaco. He started uh, complaining about the goalkeeper, never got in touch with him. Then there were kind of rumors that uh, he was only taking care of Ulreich uh, the second goalkeeper, and Manuel Neuer. And then I think the top of the iceberg was then that he was also accused for leaking information from the dressing room uh, and uh, going against Nagelmann. I- I'm not sure what's fact and what is just spin from Bayern, but he was fired mm. today and he's been there for a long long time. Tapalovic has been an institution there and I mean there are goalkeepers maybe in the studio can explain to us this relationship uh, between a a goalkeeping coach and a keeper and maybe in this case uh, with Manuel Neuer and the goalkeeping coach maybe now when it comes to an end of Manuel Neuer it came too
6: close for, for Bayern to stick with him. It's huge. I, I, I think, listen, it's, it's, it's a big deal for, from a goalkeeping perspective. You, especially when you've worked with one coach for as long as Manuel Neuer has, you develop that kind of relationship, that, that understanding. When you've had this success developmentally that, that Manuel Neuer has and established yourself as one of the best in the world, um, you, you need that. You, you need that support. You need somebody who understands you on and off the field. And, um, and 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 this is a blow, and, and maybe Manuel Neuer's injury has got something to do with it, as, as Jan is is, is, is suggesting. Um, but just to lose a long-standing coach, we've had success with, um, I, I find that surprising. Oh, and. and- yeah. You're right. Well, what I really didn't need today
4: was a goalie conversation. To be oh honest. well, there
1: we go. Right, <laughs> I mean, up. let's get moving. I don't want to hear what you've got to say. Cause Cause I
4: mean, was, chat already, chat already, was right. talking there, and oh. you couldn't I looked any more disinterested <laughs> in his explanation. That's <laughs> you know, normal. Jan,
1: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about something else. That's, I don't know how much you're on top of this. Zlatan uh, Ibrahimovic has come, come out and criticised Serge Gnabry for going to Paris. Oh. What's this about? Can you give us anything more on Sh- this?
2: Well, this is a modern football dressing room. Uh, Shaka, Craig, or myself, we were happy if we could take the train to London, uh, wherever we, we played. Uh, but these guys, and these modern players, when they have one day off, two days off, they will sit in the dressing room. They will call up the private jet and they will ask the teammates, "Can you? Would you go? Will you go to Paris, or will you go whatever?" And, uh, and Gnabry went to Paris on his day off, and uh, the German press, of course, reported it. And uh, Salah is criticizing him for doing. That is, you concentrate on his job. Gnabry doesn't have that great credit at Bayern being the full professional fitness guy like uh, uh, Joshua Kimmich, uh, for example. But I think this is um, a symbol of of these new players. I I just heard a story the other day about the English Premier League where the managers or the, the manager don't. He doesn't dare to say that you will have a day off he will say you will train on the Tuesday because he is afraid to say that on Sunday because on Monday then they will start doing all kind of organizing going to south of France or going to Dubai go with their private jets and so on and and then they instead of that just wait a couple of days and then say you will have tomorrow off and then they can't organize it and and I think that is a it's a funny a kind of change in attitude from back in in our days where well, a private jet. At least I couldn't afford that uh, at Swindon and Barnsley, Middlesbrough, and Sheffield United. Uh,
1: he was there for Fashion Week. Obviously, we saw too many in Paris as well. For uh, NBA, was <laughs> criticised. Is that big a deal? Get on a plane for your day off? Go to well.
4: I'm getting a bit sick of all this. I mean, too many the other day. Gnabry. There's there's a list as long as your arm. But one of the things we hear from managers and I suppose players, and coaches is. Tiredness from travel, right? Guess what? It's not exactly around the corner, is it? Jumping on a plane and going to a different country. And so, I suppose you could throw that at players and say, look, come on. Because, you know, you hear coaches when they've got games and they're coming back from a European game, beat a Champions League or whatever it is, saying, well, the travel's coming, it's not easy. So, as a player, you're just leaving yourself open to the coach saying, this was your day off. And you're entitled, I suppose, to do as you please within reason. But this is not the most professional thing to do in terms of preparation. But as Jan said, what are you laughing at?
1: I'm laughing at what you must have got off, up to on your days off, suggesting that you just sat at home watching tape. No, we played golf. But then I'm sure there was partying, you would go in out, you did what, what you, were, you would do. Yes, but that was... That, that was but a but di- that's OK because you didn't get on a plane to do th- it? That
4: was a different era. Right, I'm not. No, no, and I'm not. I'm not. Listen, it's not okay. That 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 is not was not the correct thing to do. But that was the generational thing that was done. Right. Generally, and as you grow up and you watch others doing, but the game, but the game and the way that players and clubs and 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 all these athletes look after themselves, it's just different. And what's expected of them is different now. I mean, that what went on. 20 years or so ago
6: just would not be tolerated now right let's get back to no, goalies. That, exactly. listen I, I I don't think it's a big deal if, if it's if it Nabri's day off I mean I'm, I'm not sure how long how long the flight is from from, from Germany to France but if it's his day off I, I have no issue one forty five. I, I think the the difference, with, the difference with two or many is he goes during during a game. Right. And in that, in that circumstance, I think if that's what you're doing, at least clear that with the club. But to, to, to the point Jan and Craig are making, while we didn't get onto private jets, we could jump in our cars and drive for two or three hours. Right. To go wherever else. And, yeah. and, and, and that, wasn't, that wasn't perceived as being an issue. It, it's, no, but, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's different now, but I, I, don't, I don't see it as, as being, as being that, that different.
2: Go on, yeah. I don't think it's a... Uh, no, I don't think that it's a matter of what you do and not you, what you do. I mean, uh, my era, if I came to, to England, I mean, the days of were well, filled up with golf and a, and a couple of pub visitors and, uh, and the Wednesday was one of the greatest days of the week. But it's what's expected in 2023. That is not expect, expected anymore. And if you see the situation now in Germany, I will take that isolated why Salah Hamid is reacting on this one. That That is the backlash after the World Cup. The, the German national team embarrassed them himself there. There have been uh, three, four weeks now of getting all kind of committees, internal, external. Rudy Fuller, who is 63, is uh, sort of 62, he will lead that uh, project as a head of sport. They're, they're going to do a kind of attitude. I have no problem that the, the players do whatever they want in the private, but you have to read the room, and I don't think Cedric Nabil read the room, in this case, going to Fashion Week in Paris.
4: Well, there's a simple way around this for clubs, right? To an extent. Each club can set their own rules and regulations for those players and, and they clearly know what the parameters are. And if they don't want the players to travel on a day off to a different country, then they have that in their discipline. And if the players do it, then clearly they've gone out with those boundaries. Right. Mm. At the moment, he hasn't gone outside the boundaries of what is acceptable to the club. They're just talking about, as Jan said... Reading the room. So if you want to clear these things up, make it clear to the players that if they want to do, whether we think it's a big deal deal or not, if you want to go to another country, jump on a private jet or a plane or whatever it is and travel, you need to have the clubs say so to do. Otherwise, don't.
1: He will have the club say so because of course it will be Bayern against PSG in the Champions League, the first leg. (laughs) Oh, the travel! It's on on (laughs) Valentine's Day. I have to say, Jan, looking at those odds, I'm surprised Bayern are such strong favourites.
2: Well, you, we love the odds, don't we? Always England to win everything. Uh, yeah, but but Bayern. I think that uh, PSG will. Uh, this will be a very, very, very close game. But Bayern, with their ambition in the in the Champions League this year, there's going to be an unbelievable. And there's my first unbelievable of the night. Uh, unbelievable g- game. Uh, and and Bayern will will be very very well prepared for the uh, uh, French stars. Where, where do we stand on Mane, Jan? Manev had his first session today. He tried to look as stiff as possible when he went on to the pitch, uh, and he's very happy to see the snowy Bayern and the green pitch. He's ready. Uh, hopefully not. He's not ready for the Saturday game against my Eintracht Frankfurt. But yeah, great to see him back after he missed out uh, on the World Cup.
4: Valentine's Day, you say? Yes, great. Oh, shag, that's a problem. It's a romantic day. I don't know if I'm going to what that day. I'm <laughs> mark it down. <laughs>
5: Extra
1: time is available over on our YouTube channel as always, Uh, be sure to check out The Boys Stay Late to argue about how tall Jules is.
0: (laughs) Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Newcastle are one step closer to win their first domestic trophy since 1955 after beating Sam Anton 1-0 in the first leg of the Carabao Cup. A pretty forgettable match in the end. It was Joe Ellington's goal in the 73rd minute that proved to be the difference between the two sides. The second leg at St James's next week. More on this. Let's welcome in, shall we? Uh, slightly disappointed as you welcome in Ian Dark, because there's no curtains uh, today. <laughs> yeah. <or in> <laughs> you
3: know, the, the curtains thing? have oh, been blacked. Black. The uh, curtains got oh, no, oh, no. out of bed the wrong But <laughs> the,
1: the curtains would have been the most entertaining thing about this segment, really, considering this it's game very bland. was flat, wasn't it, Ian?
3: Well, you know, look, Newcastle, I'm going to think anything was tedious about that, because they've got a one-goal advantage to take back to what will be a seething St James's yeah. Park next week. Second leg, you know, like as you said, Dan, they haven't won a trophy domestically since 1955. I think they're determined to do it, and they've got the kind of team as well that could do it as well. I think what changed the game tonight was Callum Wilson, who had uh, a poor game, really never got involved. He was replaced by Alexander Izak, who's now getting himself back. Full fitness, and you saw what he did uh, to change the game and produce that goal for Joe Linton. I, I was interested in your pronunciation of uh, what- how did you pronounce it, Dan It sounded like Duke Ellington. Uh, Joe Ellington. Joel.
1: Joe Ellington. For jo- and, and the reason the reason, I'm not... Joe Linton. Yeah, I'm not a parent when it comes to pronunciations, but literally at the top of my my list here, it's our Brazilian uh, researcher, and he wrote, Joel Linton is pronounced Joe Ellington, it's not pronounced Joel Linton.
3: Oh, so okay. there we go. Just, just, we've, anyway, we've got... I've got to your... Area
1: knowledge there. Uh, well it's not mine, it's Vitor. Vitor, i too. Derek Ray. Right. Now no, Vitor. Well Vitor's Brazilian. It's fair enough. Are it? we Brazilian? It's Joe Linton.
3: Right. right. Oh, well,
4: sorry, Shall we Vito. talk about goalies again? Because that seems to be the flavour of the day. Not really. What okay. do you think about goalies for? Ten clean sheets, that's pretty special. Yeah. What do you mean, yeah?
1: Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Well done. Ten
4: clean sheets. Right. Amazing. Yep, Yeah? Good.
3: Nick Pope, great goalkeeper now. I mean, he's getting better with his feet as well. I mean, there's a bit of a debate about whether he will now become the England number one ahead of Jordan Pickford. So, you know, like, that, like Craig says, that is astonishing, really. I mean, that's the thing people are, are missing, I think, with Newcastle. They just don't let in any goals. And it's nice when you can play Southampton.
6: Yeah, yeah, Southampton didn't say, say that. Uh, Paul did have to make a couple of... Couple of of very good saves, uh, but Southampton... By and large, didn't threaten, especially when you consider that this is a, a, a cup semi-final, this is the first leg, you're at home. I expected so much more, but credit to Newcastle and, and to Nick Pope. we we'll well, not a rem- very good
4: team, really, let's be honest about it. I mean, we were doing the live game. We had the, the manager was, we had an interview, well, we didn't. There was an interview that ran from the manager who said, we're close to being a very, very good team. That was Nathan Jones, that is. I mean, yeah, they're scrapping to stay up. Uh, in the Premier League and they may right but it's going to be a stretch but they're just not a very good side and the fact they're still in this is just down to to uh, Joe Linton's misses to Willock's poor finishing uh, they should have been already two or three goals down so I, yeah I mean miracles do happen but they're getting, they're getting put out at St James's Park.
1: Joe Ellington's goal then, the difference between the two sides as they go to the second leg next week. Meanwhile, of course, in the remaining semi-final, it is Nottingham Forest against Manchester United. That game live on ESPN Plus at 2.30 Eastern. <laughs> Giorena's uh, first game, of course, since the World Cup, since all the soap opera around him, his family and Greg Berholtz went public. Yeah, how much has that been picked up in the German media?
2: A bit. They're just laughing a bit, thinking that is a typical thing that can happen to parents or footballers. Uh, So it's not a bit a big, big deal. But obviously now when he scored that goal and his celebration, they had to explain the story again. But I think that, as the commentator said, it was a great answer from, from Gio Reyna.
1: That was Derek Ray, Jan. Give him some respect. Not just any old commentator. I heard
2: heard Derek Ray today with Stefan Freund. He was brilliant, so sorry. Derek Ray.
1: Why are you giving so much love to Derek when Ian's on the show, Jan? Well, it's all about pronunciation. Ian's pronunciation is brushing up. Uh, Jan, uh, Jan, looking at it, is there any rumbling, any stories you've heard of Gio Reyna being a problem?
2: No. I thought that was... That was news for me What that happened. I mean, you've probably discussed that for ages in America. I haven't followed that very closely. Like like, uh, if you asked about this in Europe, it's if you ask in Germany, it's not been a big, big thing that was registered. Mm. And then the manager just waiting, who will be the US manager and Gio Reina is not done a lot. He's not a big talker anyway. This is not a guy who speaks headlines, obviously in the the World Cup, something happened, but I think they're more like a a smiling to this story because they will say that is not only typical American, they will say it's typical for parents, uh, which would, should be sorted by parents of seven-year-olds and not by national team players.
1: Uh, Ian, looking at, though, obviously a great response from him on the pitch, which is exactly what fans of
3: him will want to see. I think it was uh, very unfortunate, everything that happened around that player at the World Cup. I think he is one of the most talented players, and he could have made a difference for the United States. But who knows really what happened inside the camp? I just thought it was a great shame that there was so much dirty washing that was uh, that came out in public following that. Pretty unnecessary, really. They should have been keeping all that in-house. And I do feel sorry for Reina because he's the player who's got to carry on with his career after all that has become public knowledge, Um, you know, and his mother getting involved and everything like that. So, yeah, that was a big moment for him, that goal. It's so spectacular that it was as well. So I hope he can carry on and be the player we think that he can become. Uh,
1: Much more reaction to this on the latest edition of Football Americas uh, with uh, Seb and Reply All-Hurt Gomez. (laughs) Uh, Be sure to check that out on Plus now. Also on ESPN Plus, over the next 48 hours, some brilliant games in Spain. Barca taking on Real Sociedad, Osasuna against Sevilla. Then on Thursday, it's Valencia against Athletic Club. And then the Madrid derby, Real Madrid taking on Atletico Madrid. Let's take a look at the predictions uh, that the boys have made ahead of this game. Everybody is going for a Barcelona victory. Uh, just welcome back Ian shall we to look ahead to this game Uh, you you think about it Ian and it's interesting Barcelona Real Sociedad coming okay yeah Barcelona victory but Real Sociedad flying nine straight wins coming into this game
3: yeah, they won their last five in La Liga and they're threatening to finish in the top three this season as well. I don't think they'll get to, to the top two, which, of course, are Barcelona and Real Madrid. But Barca themselves, how impressive were they in that uh, Super Cup final win over Real Madrid? They really did a number on them. They look like they're on the way back. I'm not going to say they are back because they've got a big game against Manchester United in Europe coming up. Um, but I think they are going to win La Liga this season. They look together. Xavi's doing <clears> it. <throat> and as well as Real Sociedad are playing I don't think they're going to get the result away from home if Barcelona are at it and they have been at it mainly lately I think they're going to edge the game they're going to have to up their game though from what we
1: saw against the Tafé. oh they were horrible but Xavi talked
4: about it after they've got to find a better way to break teams down that come and play five at the back and four in front and just block the edge of the box that's where they've had problems but guess what Sociedad are playing well. Ian mentioned it. They're a confident team. They'll, they'll play a bit more of an open game. Uh, Lewandowski will be back because it's not a, a league game, so his suspension won't count. And there'll be more space to operate. And I think we saw just how well they, they did that when they played in the, the, the final in Saudi Arabia against Real Madrid. When there was space available, Barcelona were immense. So I think it's a different obstacle for them to get over than the one they had at the weekend against Getafe. And for those reasons, uh, that's why I've gone for uh, a 3-1 one for Barcelona.
6: Uh,
1: One-legged tie. It should be fun,
6: Shaq. It should be a great uh, one. Uh, absolutely. So, Cedad, so playing, uh, as you mentioned, playing with confidence, playing so well. So, are willing to take the game to Barcelona in a, in a way that they wouldn't have done in previous years, and, and not many will do. Even now, and, and and credit to them for that. But I think it, it's key, and, and Craig mentioned it, Lewandowski being back, because I, I was surprised at how disappointing they were against Atafi. Mm-hmm. This is an incredibly talented squad. You take Lewandowski up because of his suspension, and all of a sudden, so many of those players just look like they, they were searching for answers, and, and they're... They, lack direction. Lewandowski back, solves all that, and you see Barcelona back to their best.
1: And then on Thursday, of course, it's the Madrid derby, Real Madrid, Taking on Atletico Madrid, Ian Dark uh, will be on the call for that match for us on ESPN plus alongside uh, Stephen Manneman. Uh, you take a look at it, surprisingly, it's completely even uh, when these two have faced off in previous encounters. Uh, it's an interesting matchup for so many different reasons as always, uh, Ian. From a Real Madrid perspective, it's looking to try and continue this momentum that they've built up after that victory against Villarreal and of course the win against Athletic Club at the weekend.
3: Yeah, I mean, Real Madrid last season, we saw it time at the Champions League on that one way to winning the final. They kept getting out of corners and they did that the day or in the game after the Barcelona defeat against Villarreal from two down to win 3-2. Then they've had a nice win at the weekend away at Athletic Club Bilbao. Um, So, yeah, you may be thinking that they're, they're through that, but they haven't been altogether impressive and Atletico Madrid is as messy a season as they've had probably produced their best performance in a long, long time at the weekend uh, against Real Valladolid. They scored, I think, three in about 12 minutes in that game. So, you know, maybe Atletico, uh, Atletico are, are poised here to maybe just cause Real Madrid some problems.
1: Yeah, I think so. That should be a fascinating tie, live on ESPN+. And then the action continues this weekend. Real Madrid then take on at Real. So you should have that, the standout tie at 2.30 Eastern. Meanwhile, just one game in Italy today, but what a significant result it was. Lazio thrashing Milan by four goals. So they'll, i tell you what, Napoli are absolutely loving life at the moment. Everything seems to be falling into place for them. For more on that win for Lazio, let's welcome in uh, Gab Marcotti. Gab, where should we start? How good Lazio were or how bad Milan were?
7: I think it's a bit of both, although, Dan, you absolutely nailed it there. I mean, if you're Napoli... Uh... What a week it was! Juventus with a 15-point penalty, Inter losing against Empoli uh, on Monday night, and then this game tonight where Lazio absolutely thrashed uh, Milan. Lazio, let's not forget, playing without Ciro Immobile, uh, you know the Serie A sort uh, of top scorer I think over the last four seasons, uh, and still I think we saw vintage Sarri when it works—that that, that short passing game, uh, that quick movement. Milan looking absolutely uh, beleaguered, they lost Tomori uh, inside, half an, uh, inside half an hour, and really just, just lacking in quality to the point that, I think it was at the hour mark, uh, that Pioli said, all right, plan B, you know, change his three, uh, three, three of his front four, sent on uh, <clears throat> the Keteler, Salamakers, uh Devocarigi, but there was, sorry, Ante Rebic, but things didn't change. Um, they stayed where they were and uh, and Lazio adding uh, two more goals there.
1: Napoli can't lose this now, can they, Gan?
7: I mean, never say never. Stranger things have happened. Um, but there's no question the way they're playing. And interesting fun fact for you, uh, oh? Gan. There's a weird mirroring going on between uh, Napoli and Arsenal. Both teams have played 19 games. Both teams on pace for... For 100 points, both teams with 16 victories, uh, I think two draws and one defeat at this stage uh, of the season. Both teams having scored roughly uh, the the same amount or or similar amounts of goals. um, Almost Twilight Zone stuff. Uh, Away from the
1: title race, uh, Weston McKennie linked to a number of moves to England, Gab, especially Leeds. How's it been looking for people who haven't seen him play so much this season for Juventus?
7: Uh, obviously, he's, he's had injuries when he's played. He, he, I think he had a really rough start to the season. Then when he's gotten on the pitch, he's had a few better games, but he's kind of been in and out. And I think he's very much been on the block for, for really the last three, four months. I mean, Juventus having uh, accrued 275 million uh, in uh, losses last season, that's on top of the uh, 230, 240 odd that they lost uh, the season before. Uh, you know they're trying to monetize what they can and Weston McKinney because they didn't pay a lot of money for him because he's still young because you know he had a very good first season and I think you know he he shows glimpses that if he gets a good run and if he stays healthy he can contribute you know he's looking at somebody that that, that they can monetize Uh, they have other players of course in the middle of the park so they feel that you know he is somebody that that might be uh, might be expendable to them Uh, although I mean, that's in their current crisis situation. I'm not suggesting that, you know, that they're getting rid of him because they don't want him. It's just they need to raise money. Um, and, uh, and so that would fit the bill for, for a team like, like Leeds United. The thinking goes, presumably, I think Jesse Marsh being there uh, plays a part of it, maybe the 49ers ownership uh, as well. But uh, McKinney's pretty openly been offered around Europe um, for the last uh, couple months here.
1: Uh, speaking of Leeds, their former manager, of course, linked to a move to Everton after Frank Lampard was sacked this week. And Everton's side, of course, sitting level on points with Sam Hampton at the bottom of the table. Uh, reports are that Bielsa will get the job, wants the job, Gab, if they bring him lots of new players.
7: Yeah, who would imagine that? Um, I mean, this to me seems bizarre, not because Bielsa is uh, a good manager. He's, he's a very good manager. I mean, he does things... Uh, his own way, but um, his approach to football is is so different from so many other managers. So different from Frank Lampard's, uh, really everywhere he's been. You know, he's kind of had, he's kind of talked about, you know, needing to start in preseason and uh, and, and and whatnot, uh, and so that he can get the players fit and bring in the players he wants who can run and do what he wants them to do. And so it seems kind of bizarre because guess what? There is no preseason um, unless you're talking about championship preseason, unless you can get the results to get out uh, Everton out of the jam uh, that they're in right now. Um, but, uh, obviously, Bielsa, a very fine coach, and uh, it looks for now that Everton are going in that direction.
4: Nothing at this club makes much sense at the moment, I'm afraid. Uh, they've followed one bad decision with another and another and another. Uh, I, I, Allegedly, they're bickering behind the scenes at boardroom level about who should come in and the way forward and the fans want a change of ownership and Bill right out and Mashiri and all this sort of... It's a mess. Uh, who would you have, Craig? Do you know I, I, I really don't know what, what their objective is. Short-term, long-term, just survive this
1: season. It's got to be survival, was not it?
4: Is Bielsa the answer? I, I, honestly, if you're, looking, if you're looking at just survival for this season and you're looking no further, then it's Sean Douch. Right. If, but that's only if you're looking. He comes in and he galvanises and he kicks people out the backs. I'm not just talking about who's better coaches and who's. Look, we know Bielsa's teams, right, are entertaining to watch, but are very open. This Everton team are losing enough goals. Yeah. So it depends what your objective is, and i don 't actually know if if they 've got a plan this football club i really don 't i mean it 's a shame because it 's a good place to go and play've they've, historically they 've had some great results they 've had some great teams, some great managers, but they 've spent a lot of money uh, over the last few years, but they 've not spent it very well so <coughs> I just I just don't know what what way
1: they're gonna go. Ian, who would you who would you have?
3: Well not Bielsa, not at this point. That would be crazy I think because his style of, of working with a team is to play at hundred miles an hour. It'd be like asking a string quartet to suddenly go through the Rolling Stones routine. I don't <laughs> think they can do that with this squad of players halfway through a season, maybe in the summer. So maybe the answer is to go with a caretaker till the end of the season, somebody experienced, maybe somebody like Sean Dyche. But Sean Dyche's last job was at Burnley. Great job there, but they went down in the end. Um, You know, Sam Allardyce, last job, West Bromwich Albion, they went down in the end. So there are no guarantees. I'll tell you something about Everton. They've sacked Frank Lampard. And yeah, his record probably said... They had to make the change. I'm not sure about it myself. I think the problem's the players. They haven't got anyone who can put the ball in the back of the net. Nobody scored more than three goals for them in the Premier League this season. And until they rectify that, and unless they rectify that, they will be losing their place in the top flight.
1: Uh, We'll say thank you very much to Ian. Ian will be back with us for extra time. Thanks to Gab as well. A lot more from Gab, of course, as always, on the latest edition of the Gab and Jules podcast, which is available to listen to now over on the website.
5: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur. Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: What a weekend it is on ESPN+. Plus. Starts on Friday. City against Arsenal. you got the Berlin derby in Germany. You head to Spain then for Girona against Barcelona. Bayern against Frankfurt. Shaka Hislop leading the studio coverage there. Wrexham against Sheffield United. And it's Real Madrid against Real Sociedad. A great couple of days of action here on Plus. Uh, last thing, this is uh, Portugal under 23. It's never good when the goalie picks it up here. Oh, what's he... Oh, no! <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
6: what, what is this Chaka doing do here? Guess look at his reaction here. Look, look. Oh, oh, wow! wow.
1: He's got some bottle in it. Wow. He's got By some. It's a ex- 2 1 as well. Oh, goodness, oh mate. Tell
6: you,
1: why didn't we lead with that? <laughs> <laughs> that's been <laughs> the, that's been right, the start best. start the show again. That there was we the go. best bit of the show today. Well, the standard was low. Uh, that is it, that Slim <laughs> Pickens today, lad. <laughs> Oh, there's something... Oh, it's happening again. Oh,
6: hey, yeah, oh it's
1: yeah. your fault. To get yeah, to yeah. <laughs> I
5: was
4: ready to go. <laughs> See, that's it. That is what we do at this point. We get carried away. Yeah,
1: you were the one who... I'm loving this. Yeah, I was just trying to pad. Oh, we didn't have to pad. we done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we finished. Oh, oh there we go. Hey,
4: right, nobody does overkill like us. Okay, don't say
1: anything I'm, I'm done. That's it. Right. Extra time? Uh, yes. Did you you want want extra time is next. Yann and Ian bag with us. Stay tuned. Welcome into the... What are you doing, Stevie from yesterday? Yeah, Stevie had some chair problems yesterday.
4: Alan Shearer. <laughs> when I tuned in yesterday, I went, "Shaq's, Shaq's up." Shack's Stave, Stevie was
1: down here like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Craig and Shaq are uh, here. i have done the whole thing like this, you know. Oh, well, well done. <laughs> good. Looks good, doesn't it? Good. There you are. Hey. welcome to my world. <laughs>
4: well,
3: I've no cushions.
1: I've no cushions. How's the belly, though, you know. Anyway, good. Right, everybody down. Yeah, not the chins. Uh, Jan is here as is. Ian, Ian, where are the curtains? What's happened?
3: <laughs> well, um, <sighs> uh, yeah, I just thought it, it was time that they were pensioned off, really. So um, <laughs> we're in a new venue tonight. We're, we're, try, we're trying out a new venue.
1: Oh, wow. And what, what's the floral arrangement behind you?
3: Um, well, I've got this nice plant here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a, the Karate uh, Kid I've got a few boring football books behind me um,
1: Oh no uh, have, you got, yeah. have you got Stevie's? Have you read Stevie's book yet? Not yet No, is it good? Uh, yeah, it is good It is actually very good It's only been out for six years, Ian Don't worry yeah, Don't worry You can get it on Amazon for about a penny, <laughs> Owen Well, uh, actually, a copy yet uh, uh, how are you, Jan? You're back in Norway? Oh wait, Ian's saying I, something, we can't really hear him.
2: I'm back in Norway and I'm and Ian is like that uh, teacherly tea karate kid. He looks like him and he got the same plant, doesn't he? Okay, Interesting right. <laughs> version you must have seen. <laughs> Ask Craig about 60 Darville beating Aberdeen in the
1: Scottish Cup. Sure we have some local knowledge.
4: Yeah, Ayrshire. Oh. The Ayrshire Juniors.
1: How big a story is this? Uh huge. That huge. was the
4: word I was looking for. Right. Mm. Big words, I love big words like that. It <laughs> Dar- was uh, Darvel. It's like juniors, non league, we call it the juniors in Scotland. Uh, like huge. Beating Aberdeen. I mean, put it one way. So, three hour or so bus journey back to Aberdeen. They would have been gone midnight when they get back. I would have expected there would have been a nice welcoming party.
1: Apparently, they went out in Glasgow to celebrate. No, I'm talking about Aberdeen. Oh, oh I see. A welcome party. Oh. A waiting, that's
4: how oh, big really? it was. Isn't I mean like
2: irony, irony from Craig.
4: All right, yeah. All right. Sorry. I mean, hey, sorry. Tell you what, how many sorry. Norwegian
2: comedians are there? So- sorry, Craig. You, I, I think when he asked you about Darwin, you started so weak. You started, yes. What? Aberdeen lost, yes. This amateur team, but then you, you increased your knowledge of parting when I came back from Aberdeen. So thank ah. you.
4: Oh, thanks for that uh, appraisal. You, you grew up around that area, yeah. Stevie as well, right? Uh, Air. I was trying to yeah, Ayrshire, Ayr, Troon, Darville, yeah. oh, wow. all the junior teams. I was trying to think of my old boy used to play for them because he played for a few. But yeah, it, it, it's huge. I mean, just a huge result. I, I don't know if the Aberdeen manager Jim Goodwin has lost his job or not, but that's what, that was, <laughs> well, it that was what the talk was. Yeah, it was. It was a big in. It was huge. In fact,
3: it was an unbelievable.
4: <laughs> unbelievable.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Freak>. uh, <laughs> Did you play for Bon Accord at all, up in the Scottish Cup? They were the team that lost 36-0 to our growth, weren't they?
4: Oh dear. Uh, one second, I'll Craig. get back to you on that you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Bloody commentators! <laughs> you, you played in a side that lost 36-0? I never played for Bon Accord. Oh, OK. Did Ian say I played for Bonacord? Uh, he asked if uh, you, can't can't you bon Accord. Wait, Shots, for <laughs> Shots Bonacord. Wow, okay. The juniors, I used to, actually, growing up as a kid, I, I used to go to more junior games to watch than any professional games. You call them
1: juniors, but it's senior players? Yes, so it's, yeah, it's Scottish. Scottish sense. Well
4: done. Right, Jan, which. Oh! <laughs> what? <Well, laughs> I haven't finished the story I was going to tell. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell it now. Oh, right, for that Jan. A good one as well. Jan
1: is all over this on Twitter. He's gone from Jaden Sancho now, from Haaland now to Team Jude Bellingham. Which club do you see yeah. Bellingham fitting in best,
2: Jan? Well, first of all, he it it will fit in everywhere. But what is interesting with the Bellingham debate is that he's very, very professional. Uh, he hasn't said anything in the media. He's playing well for Dortmund, although he's suspended tomorrow against Mainz in the Tuchel Klopp derby. But I- I'm not sure what he's fit best because he will fit in everywhere. It's so easy to say. Uh, uh, Liverpool lack a midfielder, he can go there. Real Madrid gone with Cross and Modric, some old midfielders. And the outsider here is Manchester City, who likes to do their business uh, quietly. So, uh, where he fits best, he will fit everywhere. This is the hottest property in football right now. So, let's take well, it from I, there. God, I thought my answer in Darvo was better than that, Jan. <laughs> Yeah. Look, look, look Craig, Craig. you and Steve are both from air, my son played in air, so I, yeah. I was there, I was in air, and huh. uh, you. I know you're a legend there, I'm not sure you know that what, you're a legend both f- f- on and off the pitch.
4: <laughs> I was back in Ayrshire when your son got sent
2: off oh.
0: for air oh.
2: in the Scottish Cup, it was on
4: TV yeah. Friday night, Yeah, you
0: yeah.
2: remember? Yeah, and don't, don't remind me, said the other day, because he had a fantastic shot after 15 minutes and he was the centre half and he thought, wow, the world is okay, and then he got sent off. Exactly, yeah. Good well, re- I rec- I'll remind him on that.
4: I can recommend <laughs> a couple of uh, places if you need to go in here, just to
2: It's restaurant.
1: <laughs> Ian, was it too early and premature for Frank Lampard to leave Derby County?
3: To leave Derby County. So we, we yes. moved on from uh, this week's story to go back to Derby County. Um, well, he he might have benefited from spending a, a bit more time as a championship manager uh, and, and maybe learning the business at that sort of level. But, you know, like they offered him the Chelsea job and he probably thought, you know what? This might be my one and only chance to, to manage the club where I starred. So he took that opportunity. And can you blame him really? It's yeah, sad He'll- news for all, the-
2: I think it's sad news for English managers at the moment because if you all see right, Lepetegui, he will do well for Wolverhampton, Emory will do well for Aston Villa and, it- and it's so sad for English managers because they don't seem to succeed for them. Here we go.
1: Proper extra time question for you, Shaka. Who has the better hair, Jan or Ian? <laughs>
6: I'm gonna go with Jans. I'm gonna go with Jans because oh. we could we could cut Jans hey, oh. to, to match Ian's.
1: Oh, there you go. Oh Ian's got lovely head of hair <laughs> though. Right. Yeah. right. When news. some players at Everton have refused to show up to training, what is the wild excuse you've used or heard to get out of a practice session?
2: Oh, I anything to
1: bring to mind? Jan, go on.
2: Yeah, I was a Lillestrom, I was a team manager, and I had a, a striker called Haddad, and he didn't turn off for reserve team, and he came to Rössler, who played for Manchester City and Southampton. He was the manager. I was a team manager, and he said that he had to go back to Sweden to do to do a fight game in the streets, so he couldn't come. There was a lot of money involved, and he he explained really an episode from one of these fighters serious somehow. And I said to him, that's the biggest lie I have ever, ever heard in my life. So we'll get away with it. And it was like an amazing story. And he said, that's why he, he couldn't go to the reserve game.
1: He had to go back for a street fight that was organized for yes, him.
2: Yes, yeah. yes. It was organized for him by the mafia in, in Stockholm, where he was based. And How he said think? he had to do... Yeah, 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 you asked me for a story. I'm telling you a story, my friend. I, he he said that story to me, and I, said I had to sell to him. I was so much laughing that I couldn't even find him. Wow, God, that's all i setting the bar high when it comes to excuses. <laughs> yeah. street fight organised uh, by the mafia. Yeah, and he said, and that. I said. Are you not afraid for your girlfriend? And he said, "I swear to God." quote, He said, "No, no, no, problem, no problem, because my uncle is in Hell's Angels and he will protect her." So this is Lillestrøm in Norway.
4: Goodness gracious oh. me! Wow, <laughs> it's hard to remember. I don't. Re- I'm sure there are. I just
6: can't think off the top of my
1: Did head. Did any of the Trinidad and Tobago boys make up
6: any excuses? I, I, I don't think they, I, I don't think they made up. A, everybody just knew. So there was just one incident <laughs> that everybody knew when Dwight and they they played Canada. Yep. Trinidad played Canada. Trinidad qualified for the Hex. They had a helicopter take all the players, both from Trinidad and Canada, to the airport to get the flight back to England. The Canadian players made it, but the Trinidad players didn't. Oh. <laughs> Um, so that was kind of hard to explain <laughs> for the Trans players. Well, I I they They went to a, a little club called Pelican, which is no longer there. Um, I, I wasn't a part of this part. I was injured. Right. I, I, I okay. hasten to add. Right. Um, but obviously now the questions are like... Oh. So the boys were trying to... Oh, the flight was delayed. They were trying to find all kinds of excuses. Right. But then by the time they land, they realized they had no excuse because all the managers knew all the Canadian players were back in England. Right. <laughs> now you're trying to make up players will? So uh, <laughs> Do you want to tell us any more about the Pelican? It's, it's no longer there. Right. <laughs> That's all I've got to tell you, Dan. Right. It's now a hotel called the Bricks. Oh, yes.
4: There you go. I, I had to play a part actually in the Rangers players, some of them making it back for training. Oh. McCoy's been one of them. I think Durant being another, and there was a few. Walter Smith was the manager, and he'd given them three or four days off over a long weekend, there was no game, and they decided they were gonna go to Vegas. Okay. So I'm flying from London to Glasgow, and they're on the same flight. They've just flown in from Vegas, and it's late. And Walter had said to them, do as you like, go to Vegas. If you're not back for training, at 10, there's gonna be a fight. There's gonna be trouble. Fines, there's gonna be blood spilled. Well, the flight was late, and McCoy's come up, he went, do us a favour will you he said will you get our bags off the carousel <laughs> oh really and they basically got off the flight and ran <laughs> Walter's gonna <to> kill us <laughs> and I'm at the and I'm at the carousel picking up Three or four of the Rangers players bagged yeah. just so they can make it to training in time. See that? Yeah. There are good Samaritans out there. What could
1: possibly gone wrong in that scenario? just call yourself a good Samaritan there? Yes. <laughs> well,
3: the well, was going to call me. <laughs> Ian,
1: any stories that you've heard spring to mind?
3: Of what? Players and training? Yeah, and excuses. Heard, um, not so much excuses, but like, I've heard players. Uh, there used to be a player... at Wimbledon called Duncan Jupp who used to play right back and um, he he wasn't excused from training but he used to turn up and be the best player in training every single day looked like he was like a new Roberto Carlos. Saturday any time he got in the team it was absolutely hopeless so they they christened him Morning Glory Um, yeah (laughs) <laughs> Very good. There was once,
4: I once one, one of my old teammates told me a story about a player who wanted to miss a match. Okay. Because he was so nervous. Then he said he was the type of player, I won't mention his name. He was the type of player, he used to say to I just don't want to play. You know when players are right. so, it happens, you know. Right. Don't want to play in front of 60,000, just, I just don't want to play. What if you... What if I put my foot in the car door and you shut it, but just not hard enough, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: all that kind of stuff. Yes. Trying to fight. It's a Wayne Bridge story, isn't it? Is it? Didn't he ask Nadum to injure him in training? So he could have the weekend off and go wherever mm. it was that he had planned. Really? Yeah, oh. yes, I, I may have got the names wrong <laughs> in that story, but allegedly. You have to say
6: <laughs> allegedly. And then Alan No, yeah. Rumor, yeah. no yeah. rumor, no yeah, rumor. Legal just messaged to say allegedly. <laughs> uh,
1: will the likes of Chelsea and Liverpool be able to attract big players even without Champions League football for next season? Also, where do Napoli and Arsenal land on Shaka's power rankings? Are they out on Thursday, Shaq? our rankings? No. Where have they been, I feel Yeah, like where have they been?
6: Seen. Craig's about to close a car door on my foot. Oh. So I'm, <laughs> I'm injured. <laughs> I'm gonna be injured for Thursday. Oh yeah? Yeah, that's what
4: it I'm is. I'm not
1: put that chair back uh, up, that's have it. I? Too uh, big. Um, will it, will where go? are
4: your rankers
6: by the way? Uh, Seriously. Right, will it put people off? Chelsea and nah, Liverpool? I, I, I think I think Chelsea will spend. It will yes. spend enough to attract people regardless. And even if Liverpool miss out, I, th- I still think um, that damage isn't that bad to, to Liverpool no. as a brand. One season been... Did 90%. we read too much? Who's, who's,
1: who's higher in the uh, in the power rankings then, Napoli or Arsenal?
6: I don't know. I'll have to check my. Uh... My data, Dan. Algorithms. My algorithms.
1: Uh, Jan, how many world-class players does it take for a national team to become competitive? Surely with Odegaard and Haaland, Norway will start competing at a much higher level over the next decade.
2: Yeah, I get often asked that question because they can't believe that we are so bad. Uh, but <laughs> our, our problem is that we have trouble at the back. We don't have a regular goalkeeper. He's a reserve goalkeeper now at, in Leipzig. And I would love to see our national team going to an event. I mean, the next Euro, I mean, every team in Europe will be more or less qualified except the Vatican State. It seems that everybody got a chance. So, But the problem we have, I don't think there is any team in in the world who have such a good class of players like Erdegore and Haaland and then the rest of them. We have Sander Berger in, in midfield doing well for Sheffield United. We have a new who's played for Southampton. But in a broad respect, we have no defenders. Uh, sorry to be harsh on my Norwegian fellow Norwegians, but we don't have good defenders. Final question, Ian.
1: Have you ever fallen asleep calling a game? Shaka somehow went to Qatar <laughs> to a Morocco game where the fans were the loudest and went to sleep. Yeah, but what?
3: Shaka wasn't common No, uh, no. No, no he oh, wasn't. No, no. no. What What Morocco game was it, Shaka? I don't know. Um, I fell asleep. <laughs>
6: um,
3: <laughs> it was the third, m- Morocco
6: Cruiser. It's the third full time. Yeah, Morocco Cruiser it was.
3: The, great game I what, it's, the hardest- it's a
0: cozy
6: stadium I say, you,
3: might, you might fall asleep in because um, they're the ones you've got to try and keep interesting um, there were one or two over the years where you might easily have, uh, have dropped off but of course my job is not to Oh, well, they, they, well, they, done, well
1: done Ian for they, not they, falling asleep.
2: <laughs> yeah. But they said Dan Romario, Romario when he played in by PSV, there was a game they were winning six or seven and he probably scored three or four. They swear to God that he had fallen asleep in the game standing <laughs> uh, for an, in the attack. And that, 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 Dutch, Dutch player told me that. They, they said we, we played against him and he was standing on the 18-yard box, sleeping. And uh, well, it may be a true story.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's why right, you need five subs. Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
4: you
3: could, you're, the you only, you're, only, you're in a game, Shank.
4: No, nah, no. Nah. But Not you're on. the only person on this uh, crew that probably could pull that off.
1: Yeah. Fall asleep on your goal line. That
6: is it. I mean, well, which aspect of this discussion at all?
1: Okay, I think we've done it. I think we've got the through The sleeping it. aspect. That is it. We are done. Jan, Ian. Well, did you just say you. we got through it? Yes, I did. Yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow to reflect on Barcelona in action against Real Sociedad. Manchester United against Forest as well. Plus, we're looking ahead in a little more detail to the Madrid derby.
5: Brainstorm. What's something that works so well that it's basically magic? Microwave. Air conditioning. shopify.com slash fc